comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Erwick is gone, the canisters are gone, we've got nothing here. Damn it! Hello, you are now on a secure channel and ready to listen to 24, the Jack and Chloe Adventure Cast. This is a podcast focused on the Fox television series 24 and its new mini-season, Live Another Day. I am executive mail clerk Aaron Newworth, writer for Wise of Blue and host of the film podcast Out Now with Aaron and Abe. And with me is from Cinemaxwell, its senior director, Maxwell Haddad. Hello, everybody. Special agent Brandon Peters is off this week on assignment, of course, but acting in his place, we have another special guest. Two weeks in a row we've had guests. We have writer and editor for the TheNerdElement.com, Kimberly Wall. Hi, everyone. Hi, Kimberly. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk about 24 because I have nobody else to talk to it about with at all. That's sad. Isn't it, though? (laughs) Here, Here, Maxwell, Brandon, and I are talking about it every week with just nothing but grins on our faces, and you're sitting over there not talking about it nearly enough, apparently. Mm, pouting, too. Yeah. It should be known that uh, that Kim, she does live-tweet the show with every you know week that's been going on, and I, I've i been able to do so as well for the past couple weeks, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to watch the show live and just weed it off with like everybody else that's watching 24 all at the same time. Now it's great to have you on this show, too, You know, talk but more about 24. Can I tell you that every time I think I have something clever and I tweet it out, you tweet it 10 seconds before me, and I, like, scream. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's ob- I mean, obviously, I'm competing. I, you know, I have to be the, the best live tweeter of 24. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, it's great. It, great to have you on this. Great to, great to combine forces here. Much like we have done with the RR Radio um, guest for, uh, with, uh, with Chrissy for Sleepy Addicts, uh, talking about Sleepy Hollow on our uh, the other podcast that Maxwell Brennan and I host for Kapod Crankcast. We've, uh, I've met with you guys before as well for in that. Yep. All right. So with all that said, announcement stuff this week. Not a ton, but let's get what's what's this week's episode, Brand, uh, Maxwell. What is uh, what's this week's episode? <clears throat> Audrey pursues diplomatic channels to try to prevent a full-scale war. Meanwhile, Jack leads Kate and Mark on a mission to locate their target before it's too late and the world has changed forever. Yes, this is the penultimate episode of the of the season, possibly the series, since we have no real clue about what's going on with the future of Twenty Four as of yet. Right. And just one point I want to make. I know each week I sort of chime in with with ratings data and and uh, an article was published uh, pretty recently um obviously the way people watch tv has drastically shifted since when the show was first on with dvr uh streaming services on demand etc and if you tabulate all of the viewers you watch have been watching these episodes of 24 live another day across all all platforms over the last 30 days 24 live another day is the second most popular show on fox for this whole year Wow. That beats it would be the performance shows of American Idol. That's what I guess, yeah. You know, considering that data, it seems it might be in their best interest to continue to produce these mini seasons. Yeah. Please. I know we've been liking them, that's for sure, so. I didn't like that word finale at the end. It didn't say season finale, it just said finale, and I'm like, next week, and I'm like, no, I just want another season, and then another one after that. (laughs) Unless, of course, next week's episode ends with, like, everybody dying. Chloe dies, Jack dies, Audrey... And his and her father dies. Everyone's dead except like Chang. Like he gets away for some reason. <laughs> the last shot is just his hand coming out of some rubble. Yeah. 
That should be the last shot of most series, just hand coming out of rubble somewhere. <laughs> that should have been lost, a smoky hand coming out of the rubble somewhere. Anyway, let's see. Yeah, so, yeah, this is, for what we know, the penultimate episode of 24 for at least Live Another Day. And it's been a pretty successful season. We'll talk about that, I guess, as we get into this week's episode. What would be awesome, I guess, is if, like, at, like Comic-Con, like, Kiefer came out just randomly during some, like, Fox TV panel, like the Gotham panel or something. It's like, guess what, guys? More 24s coming or something. I think they have a panel. I think they announced they're going to be at Comic-Con, which makes me... What, 24? Yeah, I oh. thought I saw that. Um, again, I try to stay away from looking at the schedule stuff until the actual schedule comes out, but I'm pretty sure that I read that and I'm like, I'm not looking. I mean, I'm just, I just hope. Yeah, you're right. They're gonna be there. Yeah. yeah. So I hope. Con. Yeah, I hope that means that maybe they'll. Would be, be the coming perfect back. opportunity to announce that they're making more episodes. Yep. You know what? It's a good thing I checked the email just now because we got another email. Oh, hooray! <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Philip. And it's, like, literally from, like, this week, so it, like, applies. Um, it says, first off, Black Aaron is an amazing nickname. That's a reference to last week's episode where we did a have our a friend of the show, Aaron Pruneron, in which myself and he make up the team, Black Aaron and the Jew. <laughs> he says it has a real barbarian fantasy sound to it, like Black Aaron and Conan roam the, lo- the lands of Samaria, wrecking shop on all sorts of evil wizards and warlords. It's begging for some fan art, but I can't draw well. Not too bad about that. Um, anyway... There is so much happening on 24, it's a bit overwhelming in a good way. I keep hearing you guys say that at a certain point would have taken a few episodes to resolve in a 24-episode season, but it's getting handled quickly in this short season. This idea, this has ideally picked up the pace of the show to a sort of frantic level that is 24 at its best. There is so much to tie up in the finale next week, I'm not sure how they're going to pull it off. I think I may need one of those astronaut diapers. <laughs> it looks like Mark Boudreaux is setting up for some sort of redemptive death. Tate Donovan is playing him so well. One minute you loathe him, the next minute he's got you rooting for him. I also feel a Chloe X Chloe X Machina coming up. I think she may be the way they find Chang next week. I'm looking forward to the finale and you guys, your guys' reaction to it. Thanks for the show, Philip. Yeah, thanks for that, Philip. Uh, I'm very curious about how things are going to wrap. I'm sure all of us are very curious how things are going to wrap up in just one episode next week as well. So we'll get there, of course. But for now, I think it's time for us to dive into this week's episode. 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Another brilliantly named episode. They do it. Yeah, yeah is it right? How, how do they do it? <laughs> um, so that's it. How do things start? Uh, we have Heller and his staff learning about the, the Chinese carrier explosion. At first, they're still they're not, they're still in the dark about Chang. Like they're still discussing like what Cross is possibly going to do, not knowing that he was you know shot in the face yeah, last week. But yeah, they're they're kind of going over possible targets, and then they see yeah the carrier destruction or the carrier explosion that happened. Uh, meanwhile, we still have Jack and Kate in their shootout with the Russians. Let's see, as this is happening, Chang's, like, apparently monitoring the activity and sees it's Jack Bawa, as he calls him, and um, <laughs> is immediately, like, thrown back by the fact that, oh, it's that guy I tortured for a while, and, and you know, very big enemies. <laughs> there he is. As this is going on, Chloe's also around with Chang. He, he, she discusses, like, why are you doing this to China? And Chang's like, China turned its back on me. Um, which is why this is all happening. Let's see. Since he since he sees that Jack Bauer is around, he realizes, oh, that means they've tracked us somehow. So that means it's their time to leave, and they bring Chloe with them because why not? <laughs> she can be a helpful hostage. Uh, Chloe tries to sneak out a cell phone, but that doesn't work. Chang's like, no tricks, and they move on from there. Backup eventually arrives for Jack and gonna say jack and kate and then i was gonna say plus eight again jack and kate <laughs> and they they you know stop this this russian threat from happening from going on 
Yeah, that's done. Jack Bauer, he's, he still has the tracking device on his little monitor thing, so he goes and he, fi- he finds that the tracking device is there, but the the um, the device is not, so he doesn't know quite what's going on. Um, I think he says his first son of a bitch in that one. Not many dammits this episode. I don't think there's any. Were there, was there one dammit? No. Like it was all, did, it was, did say son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah I, have th- I have three notches for son of a bitch, but, but no dammits. So. <laughs> Jack really likes to parse it, because last week it was like dammit city, I think. But no I, dammit Chloe. Yeah. I'm waiting. It has to happen. Right? That would be the last line of the series. In the finale, assuming everything goes to plan, Aaron Pierce comes out, hands Jack a medal, Chloe starts, like, (laughs) crying, and Jack's like, damn it, Chloe, don't cry, so we get everything wrapped up in, like, one neat package. (laughs) That'd be perfect. It would, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, like, Kim, like, pops up, like, looks, Kim Bauer pops up, looks into the camera and winks like that, and then freeze freeze frame uh, credits. (laughs) You should write for the show. (laughs) That's that's exactly why I don't write for this show. It'd be nothing but freeze frames. <laughs> so, with that nonsense out of the way, the news on the carrier is broken out. It's all over the TV. Jack informs Heller about what's going on with the Russians. Um, he and actually, as Jack, when Jack found the tracking device and you know, no sign of the actual device in question, um, he does pick up like a voice, like an audio, or Kate picks up an audio recorder thing, and like she does some very quick rewind work, plays a bit of what was going on in that room, which leads jack to hearing chang's voice and of course jack would never forget the voice of chang um so as this is so jack informs heller about not only the russian thing but that chang is the one responsible for the carrier explosion audrey here's overhears this as well and she's freaking out at this like if she wasn't freaking out about jack being back she's gonna freak out about the guy that tortured her for a year and the last part of this first chunk of the episode jack he, he kind of backtracks to find out what happened with the russians like why they're there to begin with and learns that mark in fact sold out uh, the comms link to to the Russians, and so Mark is obviously involved in trying to get Jack killed for some reason. So yeah, a lot of stuff to set up this episode. Basically, the, the main thing is Mark is Mark's Mark's been found out here. I don't like Mark. I never did. I don't know. I mean, Tate Donovan plays him well. He really does. But just Mark in general, always being annoyed with, always being like weary of Jack, and I, I don't. He's just sneaky. He's a sneaky. And he has beady eyes. <laughs> it's not good to be Mark this episode, that's for sure. He's not in the best of places. Yeah. And he's going to um I wonder what's gonna I wonder what's gonna happen. I, I was I think I was tweeting um and I said this to you, I'm like, he's gonna have to die. Like he's just I don't see how they'd get out of it, out of sending him to prison if he doesn't die. I mean they're just gonna it, it seemed like there were a couple times this episode where he could have died and he didn't. So it's, I, I'm very curious how his you know arc plays out next week in the finale, of course, which is one of the big things will happen. Um, and at the same time, the Chang thing—it's not like it's not enough that like Jack knows Chang's, Chang's involved, but Chang knows Jack's involved. So they're, like they're both aware of each other, which I guess is exciting. Um, we'll get more into what Chang is going on to in a second, but the fact that I. By default, these are like mortal enemies, enemies of each other. I guess it's clever. Uh, Max, what do you think of the edit of this kind of bringing this back? Yeah, I think clever is not a bad word to use to describe the situation. I mean, if you look back, you know, we keep talking about how this season is playing, you know, on various loose ends from what many fans felt was an unsatisfying final season. And so to bring back one of the major villains that Jack sort of never completely wiped off this planet is a good way to 
if this does end up being the last episodes of 24 we ever see sort of tie everything together in a bow. For sure. And regardless of that, if we do have more 24, it still makes for, you know, compelling drama. And it's an easy shorthand for fans to know, well, Chang is not someone to mess around with. He's gotten the upper hand on Jack before. And and we do, because um, I think we, we questioned last week, like, or I think Brandon brought it up, or one of you brought it up, of, of uh, why Chang's alive and we thought he was dead. And I just wrote it off with, well, he has a scar on his face, so, you know, he survived whatever <laughs> happened to him. But <laughs> we do get additional information where, like, Chang was, was in prison, apparently, and everyone thought he died years ago when he tried to escape prison. Um, so people just did presume he was dead, much like all of us did, I guess, before we saw the return of Chang. But, yeah, obviously Chang is not dead, and so... It, you know, there's some there's some loose attempts to be like, hey, here's this guy that some of you may remember uh, that are you know devoted 24 fans. Well, guess what? He, uh, he he's alive still, and this is this is one sentence explaining why that's possible. So moving on, uh, let's get to the next chunk here. This is where we realize that Chang is in fact working with Anatol and the Russians. Do you guys think that's convenient in any way? That that's yes, like... yes, I do. I was thinking about that while I was watching it. I was like, hmm, the Russians. Like, I didn't have any, I don't think we had any indication of that up until, you know, basically that confirmation, but at the same time, we've been, we've had, like, the Russians in, like, the back of our mind is like, oh, this is this thing that Mark's responsible for that's going to, like, interrupt Jack at some point, but the fact that the Russians are also working with Chang, that's a, that's like, a, wow, that's a big jump. Like, that's a thing that happens right there. It is crazy. And you know what I, I really liked is because 24, and I know this is, like, a kind of um, shortened season, but 24 was really good about showing you a story in the beginning and and you thinking that this is how the story is going to go and it ends up at a completely different place at the end. And I didn't know if they were going to be able to do that somewhat um, with a very short season, but it looks like it kind of is because we, you know, we started out with, with the drones and Margo and it's kind of morphing. So I really like that. It's exciting actually. Yeah. That's something we've brought up in the past, how we just, we were, we weren't sure how you could kind of top Margo Alharazi and her kind of, viable threat as a villain and yeah the show would managed to you know basically do that by escorting her out the window not politely and then introducing <laughs> something completely new um that's actually old so <laughs> there <laughs> moving on to do uh jack and kate guess that the russians were maybe behind the carrier attack uh as an attempt to improve their position as world power when the u.s and china go to war that's kind of their assumption that it's a logical assumption i guess it's like why are the russians involved in there so it's a it's another way of kind of yeah, that's convenient that the Russians are working with the Chinese, but oh, I see what they're kind of playing at with that. Uh, and then we get to the Chinese president contacting Heller. Heller tells him that Chang was behind the attacks, but the Chinese president does not buy it for whatever reason. <laughs> that's classic classic American president Heller. He, he, he bombs the Chinese and then blames it on somebody else. And obviously he's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's not true, so we're just going to bomb you back. That's the way to do it. Regardless, he tells Heller that he does not want a war, but must do what the U.S. has forced him to do, and he'll and it will be on Heller's head. Basically, leads to this kind of standoff until presumably some kind of some some proof can be uh, launched their way and convince the Chinese that hey, we actually didn't bomb you on purpose. Audrey tells Heller that she has some kind of contact in the Chinese embassy, but she may be able to buy them both time with the Chinese president and the Chinese. At least someone's attempting diplomacy. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that seems like it should be number one on your list of things to do when. World War is is a po- distinct possibility. Let's try diplomacy before we kill everybody on the planet. I, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, we'll get to another zine with that guy. It's like we gotta get the nukes going, right, Mr. President? But uh, <laughs> diplomacy. But it's still nice to see someone offer that up as a a possible way to solve these problems. 
I was a bit frustrated with Heller's tactic of talking to the Chinese president. Like, I feel like there were better ways he could have addressed what was going on, but he kind of staggered his approach. He's like, yeah, it was an accident by somebody else that wasn't us. And sorry. Like, (laughs) he didn't really, if that was his buttering up to get get on the president's good side, it it didn't, obviously didn't work. (laughs) And I was not a fan of how it went. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, Audrey, she's going to go and go into the field and uh, see if she can buy them some time with the Chinese. And the Chinese are already maneuvering their forces into position for an attack. Let's see. Jack um, gets a call from Audrey. Or is the other way around? He calls her. He calls her. Jack calls Audrey. Through the White House uh, switchboard operator. Yeah, I, you know. I was like, is that a thing? Like, hello, White House switchboard operator. What is this, 1955? Jack probably has a sweet calling card or something that he can. <laughs> uh, I mean, as as Heller said, Jack gets what Jack wants. So. I was gonna, I was just gonna say that. How many, how many times is that now where Heller has said, "Give Jack whatever he wants." Yeah. <laughs> like, if only they had said that in like each of the eight previous seasons, things would have gone a lot smoother for Bauer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, Jack calls Audrey, and the se- the second she picks up the lie, she's like, "Kill him." And this is like as he's as he's figured out that like Mark's responsible, and Jack's like has this kind of befuddled look on his face, like kill who exactly? Oh oh oh, Chang, kill Chang. That's who you want me to kill, Chang. All right. At first, I thought Audrey was saying to kill Mark, and I was like, well then, yeah, let's skip right past the divorce papers and go to hired murder. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Audrey tells me she killed Chang. Uh, once he does what he needs to do, Jack says some things are going to happen, referring to kind of Mark for the for the treason thing, you know that thing, and Jack doesn't want. Jack doesn't want Audrey's hatred forever. And they basically have another emotional conversation. I mean, it's two weeks in a row. Like, last week we had Jack talking with Kate and having a good conversation about, you know, what to do now, that things turned out to be different than how they thought to be. And now we have another Jack and Audrey scene. And I don't know where this season's going to end, necessarily, although there's obvious ideas in the air. But it's what it's nicely acted. Like, I don't think it's overdone, <laughs> given the history between the two. No, I think it was, it was uh, enough subtlety. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. I apologize. Oh no, it's okay. I just I was just gonna say I thought it was done really well because it was it was short, but it was a lot of emotion. So that said, I did think I tweeted um, like cue the Lionel Richie music at some point during that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they the basically end the conversation with Audrey saying, "I can never hate you, Jack." So moving on, uh, the Chinese appear as if they're looking to attack a base at, ok- at Okinawa. Okinawa. Uh, one of this is where one of Heller's colonels suggests making their nuclear weapons ready. <laughs> Heller is not a fan of this idea at all. And I think this is the scene where he also spills his pills, right? Yes. Yeah, he drops his pills all over the floor. And even though pills could mean anything at all, they're like, mm, I don't know about this pill thing. What pills yeah, but they were take? very colorful pills. They're like, these are not everyday pills. All right. Like red, white, and blue pills. They're like, every president gets <laughs> Yeah, pills the president pills. pills. <laughs> <laughs> number, the number three thing when when you sign your documents to become president says, do not never spill the presidential pills. Yeah, it's it's the one rhyming couplet in the in the uh, <laughs> the signature page for presidency. Exactly right. Uh, so yeah, he picks up his pills, and then Jack finally. At, wait, do they even decide on the nuke? They say no, right, with the nuke thing. Right, he says no. He's a, he puts his foot down on that one. He says no, and I was I was really kind of worried that they're gonna bring up the Alzheimer's, like not bring it up like I have Alzheimer's, but like bring up some kind of moment where he has like a like an, an episode, I guess you would call it. And they didn't, so that kind of made me happy. I was, <laughs> I was kind of worried. It was like, oh, we're going to this. Just let him say no. No means no. But yeah, so Jack arrives, um, and he says he needs to speak with with, uh, with Heller and Boudreaux privately. 
which gives Mark this, like, oh, no, face. Um, uh, they go in the other room. Jack pulls a gun on Boudreaux, slams against the wall, and demands to know why he put the Russians on his tail. Boudreaux puts on a I'm sorry face and uh, <laughs> admits to forging Howard's signature on the extradition, extradition order. Boudreaux, he, he basically clearly had no idea that Anatol is actually a covert operator, which Jack calls him an idiot. Um, to his to his face form, which made me cheer so loudly. And Heller's basically like, "I'm one who I'm gonna addre- arrest you for treason." But Jack's like, "Hold on, we need to uh, we can we can maybe use Mark still and uh, have a have a meeting set up with Anatol and get you know information that we need." So this is the big confrontation scene that I think we saw coming just you know weeks ahead of time, but are still very happy about seeing. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I did. I think he handled it well too. I'm, I was expecting him to like burst in there and just start beating up on Mark. That'd be kind of amazing if Mark did, or if, uh, if Jack just burst into a room full of colonels and um, and his cabinet members and starts beating on Mark Boudreau in front of everybody. But no, he did the respectable thing. He took him to another room first and shamed him. So that was <laughs> the way to go. So moving on, D. On the way to Anatol's residence. Uh, Jack, this is the first week, by the way, that I wrote down the Russian embassy guy's name, besides just, like, Curly Mustache Man or whatnot, because it seemed very important. Uh, but also, yeah, Anatol. On the way to Anatol's residence, Jack gives Boudreaux everything he needs, a wireless ear wig thing and a little camera and his American flag pin. It makes me wonder now if every time we see a president or other public official or politician wearing American flag, if that's just how they're all hiding their cameras. I just assume it is. Yeah. Until proven otherwise. That's how we get all the political sex tapes, is American flag... uh, Pins. Pin cameras. (laughs) I was wondering why he was wearing that, if he was trying to, like, defect, and he's showing up... It makes sense that the chief of staff would just have that on as, like, part of his daily wardrobe. Yeah, if it was like, you know, I love London, big pin with, like, a big Ben on it or something. (laughs) He'd be like, no, 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 that sticks out a bit. (laughs) He's like, oh, I picked it up at the gift shop. Shifty eyes. (laughs) Um... You're right, I should write for this show. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so Jack instructs uh, Mark to persuade Anatol into seeing him. And I like Jack's kind of like, you know, do what you got to do. What happens if the bullet starts flying? Get on the ground. Like, just do whatever. Uh, I don't care about you. I just need you to do a job for me. Let's see. Meanwhile, we get to Chloe, who's uh, riding shotgun, or at least in the in the you know kidnapper van that, he, that she and Chang and her men are in. Um, and she takes her chance, grabs a metal pipe, and fights her way out of a moving truck. Completely badass. It's like nine guys she fended off of a big metal pipe, right? <laughs> she manages to open the door. She jumps out the moving vehicle, falls down a ravine, and knocks herself unconscious. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. But, you know, she's out of there. Right. <laughs> Is that Chloe O'Brien's most badass moment ever? trying to think if there's a more badass moment oh no yeah seven she was like seven or nine guys she fought off i think that has to be, has to be it yeah i can't really unless there's like deleted scenes of her and um sorry i, I want to get this right in special activities for enhanced negotiations where she's where she's like stomaching with torture uh yeah sure. no fighting off nine guys that seems like a pretty good way to like put yourself up the list of like people that kicked ass this season on 24 she's learned a thing or two from bauer over the years mm-hmm. and uh and, yeah and maybe cross i guess but he's dead so uh, all that training he had hacking as chang and his men are looking for chloe and the you know wherever because it's dark and it's there's a big ravine uh military vehicles very conveniently approach at that time at that point and force chang and his men to kind of abandon his, their search for her uh, so chloe's stranded unconscious and we'll get back to where she is later on. Uh, meanwhile, while discussing the options with regard to the Chinese... Oh, wait, that we did that. The, the, 
pills thing happens later. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, no. That's why I didn't have it in my notes. I was like, where is it? Yeah, I wrote it down later on. Yeah, pill, Heller drops his pills later on as they're still discussing um, strategies. As that happens, the Chinese Chinese missiles then take out some of the U.S. surveillance satellites, um, which leads to Heller raising the alert level. So that's like the big, yeah, that's the big stop before the, the last act of this episode. So yeah, raise the alert level and, uh, and satellites being destroyed. Do we think there's going to be something like another huge thing that you think we're going to stop things just in time? Or you think it could like happen, like something bad could happen in the next episode? I think we'll stop things just in time. We've had too many between Wembley and a Chinese carrier. We've had enough. <laughs> and, and, the, and the hospital, too. I forgot about the hospital. The hospital, yeah. I think we've had enough. And the... The estate where they thought Margot was. We've had a lot of explosions this season. What am I yeah. talking? Yeah. <laughs> I think we've hit our our quotient for number of explosions per minutes of 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 season. It's just a it's just a Peter Berg. It's not a Michael Bay level. Yeah, that's which, the explosion levels. But <laughs> generally, a more appreciable level, or yeah. like like a like a mid '90s Michael Bay level before the cocaine took over. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I don't think unless it happens in like the first five minutes of the show, could they wrap up everything? No, there's, there's, gonna... much, there's just way too much to wrap up without having to deal with another boom. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I do have to say, though, I'm not sure if we, we mentioned this, but one thing I did appreciate in this sort of uh, was the show almost commenting on one of our questions last week is, Although maybe perhaps a little convenient, the fact that the Russians and the Chinese were working together makes the fact that they're both, you know, involved at the same time a little less uh, coincidental. I guess, yeah, in terms of kind of what the overall plotting seems to be. Right. It There's a, there's a level of logic to why that's happening. Yep. It's certainly at first glance, you're like, oh, the Russians. Like this Russian thing that we've been known we've known about for several episodes now, and the random Chinese like appearance because Cross like mentioned maybe that he was working with Chinese like seconds earlier before we actually see them, and it's like oh they're together, like at a glance it's like that's a little that's a little convenience in the writing, but yeah in terms of like I guess the overall goal sure like it it adds up like they not that this is maybe the craftiest plotting ever but it's certainly for 24 it certainly makes a lot it certainly fits within the scheme of things all right so up the uh last bit here which is just a big standoff uh boudreaux show actually there's there's a couple things that happen at the end of the year uh but anyway mark shows up at the gates and requests audience of anatol anatol tries to send him away but mark's mark makes a convincing argument he says he wants to uh he, he wants he needs to leave the country heller's found out about everything he needs to get out of there there's a warrant out for him he wants asylum blah 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 and uh he, he says he can he get uh, i can tell you so many secrets and whatnot because i'm the chief of staff and hall finally gives in he lets mark inside jack and kate get a look at everything going on in far, as far as security goes and anatol finally takes uh, mark into his office and asks for uh asks for information now like right away Meanwhile, the CIA, uh, like working with back with CIA, they're able to jam the security system, which allows Jack and Kate to get inside. Cameras go black. Anatol realizes what's happening. Him and Mark get into a scuffle, while Jack, <laughs> a real schoolyard scuffle. It's gangly versus mustache. Meanwhile, you have Jack and Kate just shooting everybody <laughs> inside the building up to get to Anatol. Uh, Mark and him crash through a glass door, which leads to this horrific sight of Anatol with a giant piece of glass wedged in his neck followed by the more horrific side of him pulling out said piece of glass from his neck, and he bleeds out just as Jack shows up, demanding to know where Chang is. Um, and it all dies. He's, like, cursing Jack, right? He's just like, no, never, Jack Bauer. I hate you for some reason. Like, he really hates Jack Bauer. You really want to emphasize that. It's a lot yeah. of action. A lot of action in this segment. Yeah, it was. I think I tweeted you, and I was like, why did he pull that out? But then I, yeah. I think he meant to die. Oh, yeah. 
that was uh I was like screaming at the TV. First of all, I was like, Oh my god, it's squirting. Stop squirting. Yeah. Yeah, it was nasty. It out. I'm like, if you want to live, leave it in. <laughs> his way of taking the cyanide pill was pulling out the giant shard yeah. of glass that was causing his neck to explode with squirting blood. Dying, <laughs> dying as horrifically as possible. <laughs> the, the Russian way. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it's, all, it's all doom and gloom over there. <laughs> Nothing but Dostoevsky and suicide. <laughs> I apologize to our Russian listeners. <laughs> I kid. But yeah, I, I'm very curious what happens to Mark at this point, because he, he did his thing, um, but he's still, you know, committed treason. So I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see where things go. I, I have a feeling that Audrey's not going to be too pleased with this, but she has her own trouble uh, going on. Let's get to that, actually. Audrey meets up with her contact. She tells her about Chang and the device and gives her information that she hopes will buy some time. She asks her to bring it to her father, who is connected to the Politburo. The contact agrees, but as soon as she walks away, she's shot, like, in the neck. And all the men guarding Audrey also shot. And then Audrey's phone rings, and it's Chang, who says that he has her locked in her sights um, by a rifleman, you, you know, weighs away and tells her to sit down. And in, that's basically the end of this episode. We get We get a quick shot of Chloe waking up in the woods. Uh, but the last shot is just Audrey sitting terrified on the uh, on the bench. Worst circuit, cer- Secret Service people ever. Did you see where she was meeting? It just yeah, didn't open seem... park. <laughs> I was like, I, what? I feel like you should never have a secret meeting where there's a potential high point for a sniper to be situated. <laughs> exactly. Out in the it's open. Like, let, let's night. meet in the flattest land possible. Windows everywhere. Yeah. Daughter of the president, who they did want to, who people tried to assassinate earlier in the day. <laughs> yeah, not the uh, not the best uh, plan of attack there. Why was she even out in the field? I mean, they knew about Chang, right? Like, I just, why would they even let her go off to the middle of nowhere to meet somebody, knowing that this man was still in the city? I, I don't. So, yeah, this does. Uh... Is, but I can talk about Russians and Chinese working together being convenience, but this does feel like convenience of having we need to have the girl kidnapped <laughs> to give Jack like further motivation for the end of the season, as if we didn't need it already. But you know we got to get Audrey more involved in some way. And it's like yeah, okay, we'll have the meet out wide open. <laughs> and, and what if, if in the last episode Jack will be forced to choose between Audrey and Kate? Like only one can live, Bella or Chloe. Or, oh my god. Oh all my three, gosh. All three are just like tied up in chains and like hanging above like a ravine. <laughs> yeah. You can choose only one, Bower. He's It'll like, be- I choose myself. And he blows himself up from the inside. <laughs> no, I want another season. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to choose Chloe. Yeah, it'd be. A, we'll see. I guess we'll see where things go. Maybe Mark comes along too. Is like, I'm gonna. I got to save my wife. Actually, that has to be it, right? That ha- <laughs> that seems likely. <laughs> that seems plausible. We'll we'll get there. I guess we'll figure it out. With that said, uh, thoughts on this episode as a whole? I like every episode of Twenty Four. It keeps me entertained all hour long. Twenty Four normally, I usually sit just like clenched up, muscles all tight for the entire hour, just because I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? This one hasn't been as bad as other episodes but i think it's because it's moving so fast but i really i really enjoyed it i just i didn't like the the part about at the end because i just it made me feel like our secret service was like stupid it's not fun to see incompetence on display Mm-mm. especially at a season that's been fairly you know well assembled and smart about how to handle things be one one jordan subplot aside our man jordan <laughs> uh maxwell yeah i agree i mean 
it was I was certainly screaming at the screen quite a bit. I was involved with the various uh surprises and, and shocks and I'm curious to see how it all wraps up. This is coming together to be quite a satisfying season of this show. Yeah, for sure. It's uh yeah, it is a little hard to be like to have effusive praise for this episode. Like it's fine. It's a good episode. It's you know yeah. it's, it, there's a lot of there's there's action in it. Like this is stuff going on and uh it, it obviously sets up the finale since this been the penultimate episode it's not like a it's not like a game of thrones where you're like oh man it's the ninth episode or whatever the second to last episode something huge is going to happen but uh it, it does its thing it, it works works well with giving us more of what we like about 24 so far give or take a few plot twists that work somewhat yeah all right uh let's see moving on don't know what else we have to go over like i'm just i'm really anxious for the finale next week so i could really wrap things up more efficiently i almost wish it, i know it's not but wish it was two hours it just seems like yeah i do too to, uh, to tie together but maybe they have something some tricks up their sleeve oh yeah i mean speaking of which why don't you go ahead and read the uh the synopsis for next week maxwell oh sure as the world teeters on a terror plot of mass proportions Jack and the team reunite one last time to avert an imminent crisis. With no time left and the fate of the free world on the line, Jack is faced with an unthinkable and grave decision. See, that's what I'm talking about. He's going to have to choose between the women. (laughs) Should I uh, reveal the name of the episode? I think you should. So next week's finale is called 10 p.m. to 11 a.m., which suggests, and as I'm sure... Our loyal listeners know we've talked a lot and speculated a lot about when this supposed time jump is going to occur. Does that mean that this episode will break the real-time format and and cover all 12 hours, or will it just jump at the very end with a little epilogue so it covers, you know, those last five minutes uh, of, uh, you know, 10.55 a.m. to 11.55 a.m.? Who knows? But for the first time in the history of 24, an episode's title is more than just a single hour. My goodness. Yeah, and that's why I don't really mind mentioning what the episode title is because we don't know. We still, I mean, yeah, we we get that this is where the time jump's going to happen. It kind of makes sense because unless they're just straight up lying to us, we knew there was going to be a time jump somewhere, and there's only yeah. one episode left. So it's like, what else? It, are you it increasingly uh, seems logical to me that it is going to be some sort of epilogue, but at the same time, I also would love to see them sort of break the own rules they've established and try something really crazy with yeah. the structure of the episode. That could be a, a, you know, we were saying how much there is to tie together. It could be a fun way to tie things together, you know, sort of by jumping around from time to time to show just, you know, snippets of things. Oh, my gosh. All in an hour, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You need two-hour episode. You're right. That's a lot. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens next week on 24 Live Another Day. Yeah. God, I guess we're never going to see Tanner again, right? I know it's been like said like 8 episodes since we saw since we saw uh John, John Boyega being framed for drones that they let him go and everything was fine. There was never any resolution to that. Yeah, they just kind of said, "Yeah, he's he's been cleared of all charges." And it's not like obviously we just have an attachment to John Boyega because we love Attack the Block and whatnot, but it's like, "Hey, he was on this. Like, what's what, what happened to him?" <laughs> we certainly won't see him again in if there are future seasons because he's busy with a little something you might have heard of called Star Wars. <laughs> That's all of the Wookies, right? Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay, making sure. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, I feel like we've already made predictions at this point with the kind of Jack decision-making process that could happen, and you know, a possibility of some kind of major explosion that we just don't think is going to happen. Jack will probably save the day, but at the same time, who knows? I have no idea. Will he get Chang? Will he possibly stop him? I hope he doesn't die. All I want is Agent Aaron Pierce. That's it. That's yeah. That's really the the dream, right? 
That is the dream. That's kind of like, it was like, Jack back? Good. Chloe's back? Good. Aaron Pierce back? Question mark? Okay, well, don't tease us. Let us know, and we haven't found out. So we'll see, <laughs> finally, next week. What if what if uh, Glenn Morshaw was at Comic-Con? <laughs> just, <laughs> like, Keeper Sutherland comes out, and everyone's like, yeah, that's cool. And then Glenn Morshaw comes out as Aaron Pierce, and he's like, oh, my God. Just people fainting on the floor. I would love, <laughs> if they did another season, I would love to see, like, a Jack and Aaron, like, buddy season. Where the two of them are like together, like co-stars, legit. Yeah, and like Ghost Tony's the boss or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ghost Tony. He's just Ghost Tony at this point. Like he died in prison. It's just the specter of Tony Almeida <laughs> hanging around. <laughs> That's it. I am writing one now. I'm writing a spec script right now, Kim. I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> um, all right. With I, that, <laughs> I I really I really hope they do another one. I don't know if they came into this with Keither, Keither Sutherland saying, this is it, this is all I'm doing, or if they left it open saying, let's see how it goes, let's see how the ratings are. Um, but I'm hoping it's that second one. I guess all we can do from here is just say, you guys have done it well. <laughs> like The show got a lot of, it's gotten a lot of great regard, you know, critically, as well as, you know, in, in our podcast for sure, and the, the ratings are, are solid. So it's like, beyond time and just maybe other commitments there's no reason not to continue on 24 this thing that a lot of people like and still like and would love to see more of so here's here's open i guess exactly because when it ended i did not take it well it did not take it well at all so bringing it back is like a little tease and i'm like no don't take it away and yeah, not the uh, not the best of supposed finales last time around so Mm-mm. Nope. All right. Well, with all that said, we are now nearing the end of our transmission for this week, so feel free to email us at jcadventurecast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on the uh, the series as a whole, um, just as Philip has you know, been doing for a couple of weeks now, which is pretty cool. Um, also, feel free to uh, follow us on Twitter, at jcadventurecast, and Facebook, facebook.com slash jcadventurecast. And, um, of course, J- the Jack and Chloe Adventurecast is brought to you by the HHW LOD Podcast Network, which hosts this show along with other fun shows about comics and games and cool stuff like that. With that said, let's start with Kimberly. Kimberly, where can people find more of your work on the internet? Um, you can find us at The Nerd Element. That's Twitter. Just basically every social media, it's The Nerd Element. So Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, um, or www.thenerdelement.com. Great. And Maxwell? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash cinemaxwell or visit my site cinemaxwell.com. And you can, of course, follow me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4, as well as follow my personal blog, thecodeisique.com, and my written reviews over at whysoblue.com. And with that said, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So, Kimberly, thank you very much for being a guest host for us today. Thank you guys for having me. And with that said, do you want to pull out a fun fact? Okay, so Jack Bauer quit for just five minutes and a nuclear bomb went off. <laughs> That is the truth. I remember that. That's a good one. Because that happened where I live right now. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Curtis. See you guys for the finale. 